Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sitting Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. I don't think anyone who understands this situation and the gravity of what this situation entails in the coming weeks and months um, can sleep or rest. I know I haven't. For two weeks now, I don't sleep. Um, and I wake up and you just open up your phone to the next level of chaos and anti-Semitism and radical ideology being spread through social media, deception, lies. It's, it's crazy. So I just want to... If you want to tell me I look tired, tell me I look tired. Because I'm going to look tired for a very, very long time, I believe. But anyway, we fight and we keep waking up and we keep doing whatever we can and we let Hashem bridge the gap. My inability to overcome this evil is not the point. It's what Hashem will do with whatever we can, with what he's given us, and he will do the rest. So breakfast radio tomorrow, uh, New York, uh, 8.10 in the morning, uh, radio show uh, called Sid and Friends. I'm going to be talking to Sid about the uh, complexities, nuances, and the path of what everything uh, looks like it's leading to uh, in this information war and this war for the Jewish people's right to exist in their ancestral homeland. So if you're interested in tuning in, you can hear the conversation that I have with Sid, which I'm looking forward to. I got a text from my buddy Danny A. on Saturday. Danny A., of course, big-time actor, big-time guy. And you know he's been in the studio with me many times before. He made the movie Inside Man. It was Gemini Lounge, then Inside Man, and he put me in it. Man, was that a thrill. What a great movie that was. In fact, uh, Lucy Hale, who was in Pretty Little Liars with uh, Nathaniel, who joined me next, she played the bartender with me in that movie. And Danny sends me a text Saturday. He goes, listen, I got a buddy. He's a great actor, which he is. And um, his name is um, Nathaniel, but we call him Nate Buzolik. He's not even Jewish. He's not even Jewish. But he's a great actor. He's got over 3 million followers, and the kid can't sleep at night. He's so devastated over the attacks in Israel. So if you don't know who Nate Buzolik is, my wife, for example, my beautiful wife, Danielle, she loves the whole vampire genre. So she watched all those shows, Vampire Diaries, the original Supernatural so she knows who Nate is, of course. Nate's also been in Hacksaw Ridge, a big-time uh, soap opera out of London called Out of the Blue. So he's a real big-time actor. But these days, he's like me. We just can't enjoy anything. I, I couldn't care less about the Giants game yesterday. First of all, the Giants suck anyway. It's terrible. But I just don't care. I'm having a difficulty enjoying a lot of things I used to before. So with that said, here he is, big-time actor uh, Nathaniel Buzolik. Nate, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, good morning. Uh, it's uh, bright and early here in Los Angeles, so forgive me if I, I sound half asleep because I am. Well, it is only uh, 5.17 in the morning, so thank you very, very much for getting up early just to talk to me. And again, you know, you've got a great IMDB, certainly a big-time actor. If Danny A thinks you're big-time, you got to be big-time. Um, but uh, I've been watching your Instagram for days and your days and nights seem to be inundated 
with your thoughts on my people, the Israelis. And again, Nate, as far as I know, you're not even Jewish. Is that right? That's Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm not Jewish. Um, I was born in Sydney, Australia. Uh, my mom, in fact, was actually born in Egypt in a refugee camp. Um, and uh, I'm a first-generation Australian. So I, I really kind of became exposed to um, you know the Jewish people in Israel back in 2017 uh, when I first went out um, to visit this place and see it with my own eyes. Wow, so you went to Israel in 2017. Were you with Danny A? Did he go, or was it, was it your family you went with that time? No, I actually went by myself. I, I had previously gone to um, Iraq in 2016, 2016 to volunteer um, um, with a non-profit that was bringing emergency aid to people fleeing ISIS-controlled areas at the time. Um, I had a real kind of desire to, um, to sort of see it with my own eyes. Uh, I was working on a TV show at the time. I got in a, a little bit of trouble off Warner Brothers for going to Iraq, but um, that's <laughs> another story. Um, and after I'd gone to Iraq and saw, you know, saw the horrific you know, events of what unfolded when a radical ideology like ISIS is allowed to spread through the Middle East. Um, shortly after that, I, I went to Israel. Um, and, I, and I, you know, for, to give people, people some background, I grew up in a very um, Islamic Middle Eastern community uh, in Sydney. Uh, so I was exposed very early on to, um, you know, the Arab culture, um, the, you know, the ways and customs of, you know, Islam. Uh, as a kid, I would do Ramadan with my neighbours and Ayid. So I had a very, very clear understanding of that culture um, and a very, very vague understanding of Judaism. Um, and so when I went to um, Israel in 2017, I was kind of shocked at the narrative that I heard growing up uh, from my own community that I grew up around in Sydney um, and what was actually happening on the ground. And I guess the more I learned, the more I felt compelled to challenge the I would say the pro-Palestinian narrative that mm. kind of sits and is controlling the story today. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GobbleLaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. Oh, my God. I never would have thought Sydney, Australia. I mean, I think about, you know, seriously, kangaroos, koala bears, Olivia Newton-John, Crocodile Dundee. I had no idea there was that much hate in uh, in Sydney, Australia. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, too, here, Nate, but you've got some Croatian descent, too. If that's true, you are very familiar with civil wars, yes? Yes, yes. That's the whole reason why my, my mom was born in a refugee camp, you know. And I think that's one of the the greatest realities that I actually have come to terms with in the last uh, 24 hours, Sid. I, I got on a phone call with a, a gentleman called Ephraim. Um, he's known as the Nazi hunter. 
and he's dedicated most of his life. He lives in Israel now, but dedicating most of his life to track down these these men who were committing these horrific, violent, atrocious acts. That you know, we we know the word Nazi now is a byword of evil. And he was responsible for bringing a lot of these men to justice. And we had a conversation uh, yesterday, an in-depth conversation, because I wanted to understand how the Nazis were so successful in their propaganda to convince an entire nation, but more than that, nations around them to buy into their lies, to buy into the anti-Semitic rhetoric, which would bring about the death of not only Jews in you know Germany, but also all over Europe uh, and you know, particularly in Eastern Europe, where a lot of Jewish people were subjected to violence from people who bought into the Nazi program. And so the reality that he was telling me is it starts with the Jews, but it doesn't end with the Jews. And my grandmother, um, her husband was shot and killed because he refused to accept uh, the fascists, you know, the, 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 the movement that was spreading through Eastern Europe. And thus my grandmother had to flee, uh, and she ended up in this refugee camp when my mum was born. And um, that was a chilling conversation for me to have because it, it really kind of sums up what the Nazis were capable of doing around the world. And how do we put that and make sense of that today with what we're seeing with Hamas and this pro-Palestinian narrative? Well, they're doing the same thing. It, it may start in Israel. It may start with convincing an Arab population to hate and fight against Jewish people and the Jewish presence in the land. But what we're seeing all over the world now, Sid, is people gathering in the streets who have no understanding of Middle Eastern politics, no understanding of Middle Eastern cultures, and chanting what the Arab populace is chanting, which is intifada and, you know, free Palestine from the river to the sea, which is all about genocide, which is all about a destruction of Jewish presence in their ancestral homeland. So it's the same evil, same. repackaged, yeah. rebranded. Yeah. Uh, actually worse, because the Nazis went out of their way. I know clearly you're, you're a history buff. You're only 40 years old, God bless you, but you're a history buff. The Nazis, Nate, went out of their way to hide a lot of those atrocities, and Hamas can't wait to show it on video and uh, show the world what they're doing. So uh, to a certain extent, it's almost worse. So here you are, 40-year-old guy, young. Great-looking guy. I mean, gorgeous. All these TV shows, Vampire Diaries, all these movies. You've even done game shows, you know, The Mint. And you're getting yourself involved in this, becoming a huge voice for pro-Israel. I don't know how Hollywood's going to look at that, how your uh, even your castmates may look at that, but clearly you don't care, do you? No. You know, I, 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 look, there was a point in my life where I did care. Um, and I think that all shifted uh, in 2016. Sid, actually, you know, I'd, I'd actually gone through a pretty, pretty bad breakup with a, a girl that I was seeing. Um, and you know, you, there's certain points in life where you get to a point where you don't care anymore about the result. You don't care if you win, you lose, you have success, you don't have success, you're loved, you're hated. Um, you, you know, a lot of people, maybe even listening on the show, have been points in their life where they're like, look. Uh, I'm done. I'm, I don't see the value in my own life and I'm ready to give up. Um, and, you know, I was never the kind of personality that would sort of go through the process of suicide, but I definitely had conversations with God where I was willing to say, take my life. I don't want it anymore. Um, and I remember in 2016 when I was in Iraq, I, I you know, I saw the, saw the horrific things that ISIS had done. And I said to God, I'm done. This world's ugly. It's wicked. I don't want it anymore. And I remember that, in that moment of time, God challenged me with a simple question. Uh, if you're that willing to give up your life, you don't want it anymore, give it up to me. What's the difference? Um, and that radically changed wow. me. Um, I actually came back from Iraq. I read the entire Bible cover to cover. 
And um, I was a Christian at the time, but I would say I was a lukewarm Christian. And after reading the entire Bible in 28 days, one word stood out that I couldn't get out of my mind, uh, which was Israel and God's love and covenant to this people and this nation, which he declared in 1948 is still the apple of his eye. So while you say that, what, what kind of surprises me, Nate, not to cut you off, but if you're a lukewarm Christian at best, and you read the yes. Bible, and the one word that hit you was Israel, and since your trip to Israel in 2017, you've become a huge voice for the Jewish people. It may sound like a silly question, but why haven't you converted to Judaism? Look, uh, I'll be completely transparent. I'm completely convinced that Yeshua is the Messiah. Um, and if it wasn't for that uh, one identity of who I believe is the one that who has come and the one who is coming back, I would be probably the most religious Jew you've ever met. I would be wearing sitters. I would be going to shul every single day. You know, I'd be wearing a kippah. Um, I would convert if it wasn't for the one thing that I guess is kind of divided both the Christian and Jew at the very core, which is, you know, the identification of Mashiach. But that being said, um, as, a, as a Christian, as someone who does want to honor Yeshua with everything he did um, 2,000 years ago, I quickly realized that so much of the anti-Semitism that's happened, you know, to the Jewish people has been from Christians who are absolutely ignorant and uh, lacking knowledge and understanding of God's word and the beauty of his story. The beauty of a story about not the faithfulness of a people, but the faithfulness of a God who's willing to keep a covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so I quickly realized that if I can't love what God loves, I can't have any part of mm. him. And my belief of Yeshua is he loves the Jewish people. He came for the Jewish people. He will come back for the Jewish people. And until that day happens, my only task is to defend their right to exist, defend their right to gather and w worship God as the way God has commanded them and to be in the land that he promised. You know, so this really comes down to one reality. When God makes a unique relationship with a certain group of people, the world will hate them for that relationship. And we see this in the Torah. You know, the story of Cain and Abel is there for a reason. It's the first murder. And we see Cain's jealousy of his own brother Abel purely because God chose to have a unique relationship with Abel. He didn't discount Cain. He just wanted to have a unique relationship with Abel. And we see that God brought this nation of people into the Sinai wilderness, and he made a claim that you are my people and I will be your God. And so we continue to see that unfolding today. And once again, that unique relationship that exists between the Jewish people, which is unbreakable. You know, the prophet Jeremiah talks about God saying that if the ordinance is in the sky, if nature itself changes, then my covenant with Israel will be broken. But until that day, mm. nothing changes. Nothing changes. Uh, Nate Buzalik, uh, this guy's a tremendous actor. He really is. But uh, you think he was a rabbi at this point, and God bless him for that. i got about two minutes to go, and now I know why yeah. Danny A. wanted you on the show, because you've been not a good guest, but a great guest. And I really hope, Nate, that you, uh, you keep coming back here. Look, I, I've been uh, very, very uh, real about uh, how I feel. Uh, I don't believe right now I can find any sympathy in my heart for the Palestinians, even the innocent ones. I just can't. I don't know how many of these people are handing out candy to the kids in the street or dancing and celebrating in the streets when they kill Jews. Uh, right now there is one side, one side that committed a heinous act on October the 7th and one side now that needs to pay the price despite thousands and thousands of these people in the streets of New York uh, saying bad things about Israel. I want to see Israel wipe them off the face of the map. How does Nate Buzalik feel? 
This is how I feel. I feel that Hamas is really... Uh, everything that they've planned is going perfectly to plan. Everything. Um, they're willing to make martyrs of their own people. Um, I look, uh, my heart breaks when I see children suffering, but I also know those children, given the circumstances, if left in the state that they are under the leadership of Hamas, they will ultimately become terrorists. They will ultimately become people who are willing to give up their own lives. And how do you know that? You know how you know that, Nathan? You know how you know that? Because, and these are facts. This is not some made-up story. We're not doing a, a Vampire Diary movie. You know that because they start teaching the kids that in the second grade. It's in their textbooks. It's part of their yes. curriculum, second grade, hate and kill the Jews. So these innocent little kids, and of course it breaks my heart too, I've got two children, will eventually, yes. like it or not, become killers. Yeah, I look. I said this. You know, a lot of people you know look at these children right now, and heartbreaks, and mine does too. But you know, the same people who crossed over the border two weeks ago and brutally murdered innocent women, children, raping young girls in front of you know next to their dead friends at a music festival, they were kids too once. And this wicked ideology has to go. It's the ideology of the Islamic regime that is trying to create a caliphate in the Middle East. It's the you know the Islamic regime that is calling the shots with. Uh, Hamas. You know, there's a reason why the Palestinian people didn't uh, connect themselves to the plight of the Iranian people as they fight against the wicked government. And when you sort of traditionally look at the Palestinian people, I know I haven't got a lot of time, but they always attach themselves to other causes. They try to claim to be like the Ukrainians with the Russians. You know, they try and claim to be like, you know, the Jewish people against the Nazis, in, in, as bizarre as that sounds, but they will use any movement or cause. You know, BLM, they did the same thing. They said, like, this is like us. This is, you know, we're, we're, the, we're the oppressed people. Oh, Yet they did not touch the Iranian people because the hand that feeds Hamas is the Islamic regime. That's the dragon. That's the head of the dragon. And they have no desire for peace, which is the re which you can't negotiate with. You can't negotiate with the people who don't want peace. And this is a generational hate that sadly doesn't seem like it can be removed. And now the world is supporting it. That's what the scariest thing is, Sid. The international community is starting to be brainwashed by the mm. pro-Palestinian narrative that has been a disease long before, yep. you know, people started paying attention yep. to Israel, you know. In the final 60 seconds, there are more Jews here in New York than any other state in the country. So, of course, it was very disheartening to me to see 5,000 of these people protesting on Saturday and, and screaming, eradicate the Jews, kill the Jews, and that chant, which Hamas does, which is from the, uh, the river to the sea. Uh, Los Angeles has a very, very large Jewish population, too. You're there. You're a big-time actor. Are you guys getting the same type of rallies and protests out there? Look, here's the difference. The difference is people are peacefully trying to live for life. The, you know, the Jewish people amaze me over and over again. Sid, I was at a, a charity event last night for Sheba Hospital. They raised $3 million. And, you know, if I can define anything, the difference between this pro-Palestinian narrative and the Jewish people is one is a culture of death, one is a culture of life. The Jewish people want to live. They've always desired peace. They are a peaceful, loving people, and they're dealing with a culture of death. And the only way you can respond to a culture of death is to fight it with truth and to fight it with everything you have to make sure that the next generation isn't bred into the same sort of hatred. So that's really what the battle is. Now Israel has no choice. They can't let this virus live and breathe in the land anymore. It's a cancer, and that cancer is deep within many of the hearts and minds of the Arab community that have 
believed a lie from the beginning, you know, and they've injected language into the arguments to instantly look like, to make the Jewish people look like they're the problem. This is why they say occupiers, colonizers, oppressors. None of it has factual truth when you really look at the history of the nation of Israel and its formation in 1948. But long before that, you see hatred towards the Jews before a state was even established. You know, you see this in 1929 with the massacre of 53 Jews in Hebron. You see this in, uh, you know, Svat, where, where innocent Jews have been slaughtered by the Arab populace. And again, it all comes back to this biblical idea. There is a jealousy that God made a covenant relationship with the Jewish people and they will stop at nothing mm. until they prove to the world that they're the stronger, mightier people. They have the God that's on their side. This is a David and Goliath moment. And, you know, historically, David walks onto that battlefield and he says, I, I'm representing the living God. And I do believe the Jewish people today, and if you're listening to this, you are part of the story of the living God who are fighting against the, the gods of old, these owls, these wicked gods who want to, these Elohim that want to take away the goodness of who God is and present their own wickedness and distort that to a world that's already so broken. You know, Nate, on a much lighter note, if and when this actor strike ever ends and Danny Yeh goes back to making movies, I would give just about anything to make a movie with you. <laughs> I swear to God, I really would. I, I would I would love to just hang around you for a week. I'll go to L.A., wherever you want to film it, I don't care, because that's how brilliant, and I mean this, and heartfelt this conversation was, and all what you've done uh, since this horrific day 16 days ago means a lot to me and my people. So not only are you a terrific actor, but you're a great human being. God bless you. Let's do this again very soon. Thank you. I would love to. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, Nathan. There he is, folks, Nate Buzalik. And now you know why he's got over 3 million followers, 3 million on Instagram. And he did post on his story today. He was coming on this show. He's great looking. He's a big-time actor. He's been in some major, major shows and uh, very, very smart, to say the least. Brilliant.